Hello and welcome to Intuitively Being You, a podcast about finding your intuition, listening to your inner guide and creating a life that aligns with your highest visions. I'm Desi, I'm here because I listen to my intuition. Thank you for listening to yours and for joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode all about shadow work and the deep, full self-acceptance and self-love that can come from doing this work. Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. This is probably the fifth time I've started recording this podcast. I just can't get the words right. Um, I can't get my sentences out right. I just feel like I'm not, I haven't been able, the times when I've practiced, I've just not been able to express what I wanted to express. So hi guys welcome to this new episode i will be talking about shadow work today as you can probably tell by the title if you're new to shadow work or if you've kind of heard about it but don't know much i've got you covered i'll share in detail where it comes from what it is and how you can do it to create more integration within yourself um To summarize shadow work, it's basically getting to know that part of yourself that you would rather hide and that part of yourself that you'd rather not let other people see. You'd rather not see it, you'd rather other people not see it, and maybe at times you've repressed it so much you don't, you're not even aware that the shadow is there. We've all done it, we all do it, so it's quite a natural experience of the way that a lot of us, well all of us, live our life. More on that later, but first I wanted to share why I chose to talk about this topic in the first place. I feel like I've been invited like never before to do shadow work in my own life and this has had quite a few things that have led to it. Um, But the main one was I was in bed a few nights ago, I couldn't sleep and I just started realizing all these things and I started listing all these things about myself that I don't like. And instead, as I was doing this, I was finding it quite amusing that I was discovering these things and then I would just spin it on its head and I would just say, I love them. I would find a thing I don't like, say I love it. Find another thing I resist and would rather not admit and say I love it. And I was like, whoa, wait, these are like, this is what shadow work is. Like finding the stuff that I would rather not acknowledge in the tiniest of ways. So your shadows are those bits you'd rather absolutely not know and that's what shadow will not know and not not show, not reveal. And that's what shadow work is in simple terms. But what I was doing is what I do a lot with affirmations. So I'll find something that I'm struggling with, that I'm resisting and I spin it on its head and I make it into a positive thing. So I was kind of doing that with myself, like finding something I don't like, saying I love it, finding a thing I don't like, saying I love it. But the love, like that feeling of love that I was communicating to myself was this much like grittier, bitter, like real kind of in the messiness of it love. It wasn't like, oh, I don't like this about myself. Would you know what? I'm just going to love it instead and just wrap it up in love and light. And I just, oh, I love that about myself now. Like, no, it really wasn't that. It was more like love in the most like it is what it is kind of way like I love it because it is I love it because it exists I love it because it 
is the full spectrum of the human experience. And I love it in this exhilarating way where it's like so messy and so like yucky, but I kind of love it for it. So yeah, that was quite a revelatory experience for me. Um, Maybe it's one of those times where like, it's like, it's not that groundbreaking, you know, but the way that I experienced it was quite groundbreaking. And yeah, from that evening on and a bit before as well, I've just really found a new click in myself with shadow work. So yeah, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about shadow work has just been very present for me in my life. And the second reason is I've like always thought I'd make an episode about shadow work um, or something to do with this because I feel like in these like self-help, spirituality, you know, self-growth circles, there's a lot of light washing, you know, where people always like romanticize life. It's all like love and light and they just want to be like up there, always being kinder, always being so blissful and so ecstatic and so like they're just the kindest person ever and they're just like the savior of the world. And whilst I'm all about that, obviously we should romanticize life and we should really treat ourselves like we're the main character sometimes and like we do have kindness to share with the world and like we do have good things to share with the world. I do think we also all have our dark stuff and all of us might suck in different ways a little bit because we're not perfect. And that's what being human is like. We all have these different qualities and different mishmashes of energies. And some of them are really, you know, incredible and so light and love filled. And some of them are not so light filled. Some of them are not so nice. And they're not, they're not nice to experience for us. They might not be nice for other people to experience. And because I just really love being quite like about I don't know I guess I like being quite realistic in the way that I see life like obviously what's realistic to me it's not going to be what's realistic to you but I really like to kind of be like okay no wait let's acknowledge that there's like bad parts of life as well and I'm not saying people that are about love and light don't acknowledge that but I do feel like sometimes you you can get a bit lost in those like higher aspects like if you no, like the chakras system, maybe you can go to my episode and listen to those. I think the chakras are incredible. But if we think about the chakras, those like higher chakras, like the crown chakra, the third eye chakra is when you're in there, you're like ascending, you're like all about light and love and knowledge and truth. And that's great. But you also need to travel down sometimes and go into like the belly, go into like the womb, go into the dark stuff because that's where the human experience is as well it's not just up there it's not just in the sky in the heavens it's like right here right now and down in the depths and all of us have had bad times of our lives and I personally you know obviously I don't wish to relive them but they are what has made have made me who I am today being in that shadow being in that darkness being in those like dark nights of the soul that is the reason I am who I am today. And we need those darkness to push us and transform us and teach us stuff so that we can come out in the light. Shadow work doesn't need to be like, I'm having a really hard time in life and so I'm gonna do shadow work. Like you can do shadow work just, you know, even if you feel like your life is going quite well, but you know, we do shadow work so that we can integrate any part of ourselves that we're missing and pull it back into us and 
be in deeper connection with ourselves because when we suppress things, we're not connected to those parts of ourselves. And so there's always going to be an incongruity, whatever, (laughs) when we, yeah, when we ignore parts of of life and when we ignore parts of ourselves. To pause here, this whole like ascension thing and being up in the higher chakras, that's definitely like the version of spirituality that I grew up with. It's more this like masculine path of just like straight rising up and up and up and up. And instead, the more feminine path of spirituality and life is like spiral. It's not linear. It's like descending deep into the darkness, deep into the body deep into the actual everyday life that we're living with and when when my spiritual journey took me to have those realizations that's when I was like wait this is what was missing like this is why spirituality felt more dry and empty before but having like putting the spin of like or adding the aspect of the feminine the spiral the depths the darkness the transformation that it can bring to me, that's a lot more real and that spirituality reflects life more accurately. So when I was growing up personally, like in my teens, the books that I read, the things that I exposed myself to weren't this feminine-centered wisdom. So when I did start getting my hands on feminine-centered wisdom, I kind of, yeah, just had this realization of like, that's what was missing. And throughout my spiritual journey, I think that's why I've always liked astrology so much. It has always been so accessible to me. And I think I have liked it because it's the study of like all the things, the light and the dark, the good and the bad, the airy energy, the earthy energy, the water, the fire, the good and bad of each, all of it. And I think astrology, I'm going to go back to this later, but astrology is one way in which we can tap into our shadows if we just need like somewhere to get to like get us started so so yeah my like aha realization with shadow work was that the reason I'd never clicked with it before is because it's like it's not a thing that you just do on its own like for me it's just in the background of everything that you do and everything that you live like it should be in the background of your philosophy and life you just you know there there's shadows you know there is a shadow in you in others in life and when you do inner child work you're doing shadow work when you're learning to love yourself you're doing shadow work when you're constantly and consistently trying to notice your negative patterns and to do and be better you're doing shadow work so i think i'd never fully felt like i could talk about shadow work before because i hadn't fully connected with it But then I realized like, wait, no, shadow work is connected to everything. Like it's not a thing on its own that people label it as. It's not like a standalone thing to me anyway. Um, But it's it's in everything. So I think before I would have said like, oh, I don't think I'm really doing shadow work or like, I think I like don't really get it. But actually I was like, all of us are doing shadow work if we're doing some sort of healing, some sort of getting to know ourselves. Um, So yeah. And just being aware that life isn't all love and light by knowing we all have shadows, we're acknowledging that shadows exist. And so, yeah, I think that's just half the work. Sorry if I've said this like 10 times, but yes. <laughs> so let's go over what shadow work is. Um, shadow work, the term and like the terminology around it was first introduced by Carl Jung. 
And I found a couple of quotes by Carl Jung. Um, so I'm just going to read out one of them here. He wrote, one doesn't become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. So the shadow is the part of ourselves we'd rather not exist, we'd rather not identify with, and we would rather not show to anyone. Anything we prefer not to describe ourselves as any adjective, quality, whatever, is a shadow. Um, so Carl Jung really liked working with archetypes, which I really like as well. Astrology works with archetypes. And the way that I look at shadow work is also, is that we can, sorry, let's start again. The way I like to work to look at shadow work is the way that I like to look at archetypes, which is that we can be any of the archetypes. We can be the full spectrum of human emotions, human qualities. We can be all the astrological signs. We can be all the light, all the dark. So shadow work is about acknowledging this deep opposition that you can be really kind and loving, but you can also be kind of rude sometimes. You can be really tidy and clean, but sometimes you can be messy. And that's what being a human is. Like we can be all of it and sometimes at the same times and sometimes things will be contrasting or contradicting each other. So anytime you're like, oh no, I could never do this. I can never be like this. Like this isn't me. That could be an invitation to explore if that's actually a shadow you're not acknowledging. It doesn't have to be. I'm not going to be here like pointing fingers. Um, but it's just like, it's a prompt. Anything that you would rather not be described as could be a shadow. So yeah, same with the archetypes, like in astrology, right? You have your strongest astrology points. Say your sun sign is a Gemini. So supposedly you should hold, you hold mainly the Gemini. Um, what am I trying to say? You hold mainly the Gemini um, qualities, my brain. <laughs> so say you hold mainly the Gemini qualities. That doesn't mean you can't also have some Leo energy in you. That doesn't mean when you're going through a really hard time and you need some bravery, you can't embody some of the Aries qualities. Or if you feel like you haven't been very sensitive lately, you can't embody some cancer qualities. So we can be all of it. And that is what being a human is. Absolutely all of it. Sometimes at the same time, sometimes holding two really opposing things at the same time. And there's never an absolute truth. There's just all of this stuff all, all the time. Another quote that I found by Young, which I will also read, is that unfortunately there can be no doubt that man is on the whole, on the whole less good than he imagines himself or wants to be. Everyone carries a shadow and the less it's embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. At all counts, it forms an unconscious snag thwarting our most well-meant intentions. In essence, you got to integrate your shadows to have that fully conscious life. The way that Jung thought about it is that we have a persona, which is the personality we're okay to present to others, the self we accept ourselves as, want to be seen as, and then there's the shadow self, the part that we'd rather hide. Jung believed we needed both of these aspects. I smacked my microphone. Um, Young believed we need both of these aspects to fully experience life and ourselves to be fully integrated. So Young and anyone doing shadow work sees the shadow as actually like a positive, good thing 
to be fully ourselves we need to incorporate the shadow we need to accept her and my little view is that parts of our shadows don't have to stay forever if there's something we genuinely wish to change we can i believe we can and we can be anything we can do and be anything but first we need to accept those parts only when we fully accept them can we change them but once we accept them we actually might not want to change them i think some people think shadow work is a quick gateway to loving yourself and being a better person and i think sometimes it's you need to let go of that and you need to do the opposite i think some like with shadow work you need to first acknowledge that you have that shadow which means you might have to acknowledge you don't like a part about you about yourself but then the minute you fully acknowledge it you essentially integrate it because you're not suppressing and ignoring and that like right there and then you fully surrender into this negative opinion that you have into those dark thoughts and you actually liberate yourself and then you can start to love them but you need to we need to go into like the crappy bits first before we can um move on to the next stage so like say you have i don't know anger issues and you want to work on them and you're like you've been ignoring them you've been like pretending you don't have anger issues but then you're doing this work and you figure out actually i have some deep rooted anger issues and that's a part of myself that i've been hiding and that's a part i haven't wanted anyone to see so do you want to have the anger issues forever probably no but before you can do anything about them you need to face them by acknowledging them accepting they're there not running away and pretending they're not a part of you before you can move on to the next stage of working through them so to summarize young's you know um view the shadow is the part of our personality that's in contrast to the ideal version we want to show which he calls the persona the shadow doesn't align with the beautiful dream we've dreamed about dreamed up about ourselves and so we've shut it out but through this rejection we shut parts of ourselves off and we don't get to fully experience the contrast and the contradictions of being a human being <sighs> so that was a lot um i am reading out stuff in this episode so i think that always shows through my tone and speed so <laughs> sorry if i'm speaking fast um but yeah or maybe you think i'm speaking slow who knows how do you find your shadow i'm sure by now like some little you know aha moments have popped up in your head in your heart so my starting point here is that honestly we project a lot of it so like anything you dislike about others probably you dislike about yourself and we only see what we know really so if you like something about someone you probably like it about you or you probably have it in you even if you haven't realized and if you dislike something about someone you might dislike it about yourself and so that could be our shadow so both are good guideposts like other people really do reflect our truths back to us so like if you do see something positive in someone and you think you don't have it in you you do because you're recognizing it because it's there when when we're jealous of someone it's not that we are really un- it's not just that we're unhappy about them or we wish them bad stuff um but it's more that we 
actually have that in us, but for some reason we haven't brought it out yet. And so that's how, that's why, and that's how jealousy can show up. So yeah, generally, if you, if there's something, sorry, if there's, if there's something you don't like about someone, but yeah, generally, if there's something you don't like about someone, it might be because you're picking up on a part of yourself that you don't like. And then the next step is turning back to us. Like, is there like a pattern or behavior you don't like about yourself? Is there something that you do that you don't really wish you did, that you wish you treated others differently in some ways, that you wish you treated yourself in some ways? So this can be really triggering and it can be really hard, but the path is just noticing it, taking a step back. We don't need to identify with it, just notice and then name it and then we can work through it. And then the final tip is to reflect on how you might be hiding parts of yourself in in the name of societal acceptance. So some little question prompts are, what is it that you think is uncivilized or unacceptable or immoral to say, to do, to act like? What opinions or thoughts do you have that you might repress because you think it's not acceptable if you share them? Now, this also can be triggering. So the invitation isn't to suddenly say those things out loud. Like, you know, if you feel like you'll be safe at not saying some things or not being in certain ways, it's okay. Um, but just at least, you know, we at least we can be honest with ourselves. We can be honest with ourselves. And at least with ourselves, we shouldn't, we could try not to hide those things. So some examples like, Maybe you, um, I think I used this example earlier, like maybe you don't like that you're messy. You'd rather people not see you like that. Maybe sometimes you can be overpowering or like kind of um, cut people off and you'd rather not acknowledge that part of yourself. Maybe you really notice other people's clothes and you have some issues maybe about how you dress or how your body is. Um, or maybe you really notice people's voices and you make us make snap judgments about people's voices. That could be a point as well that you might be insecure and holding shadows around your voice. So yeah, this can be quite triggering. And something I do quite a bit lately is that I say, I say the following thing. So I say something like this thought, this wounding, this feeling is experiencing itself through me. I'm not the thought, I'm not the wounding, I'm not the feeling, I'm just the vessel for its experience. So you can use that when you notice a shadow and the urge is to be like, no, no, that's not me, no way. Just You can just affirm that this is just a shadow experiencing itself through you. You don't have to identify, it doesn't need to be you. Yeah. Release, let go, surrender. Um, I'm going to make a blog post to go with this to kind of give you... I think when you write things down, it's a lot clearer, like how to work through the steps. But yeah, to summarize, these three points, you know, other people, what you don't like about yourself and also anything that's socially unacceptable that you might be repressing. And then you can just sit with yourself, you know, reflect, let thoughts, ideas come with you 
And just start with acceptance before moving on to turning into love and light. Like just accept and just know that we have parts of ourselves that we don't think are amazing. You can then like journal, talk to yourself, whatever you want to do. And then the other last point that I want to make is that it's quite important if we don't click with shadow work is that we reflect on our beliefs about love and light. So do like if we read or if we have this like really positive borderline toxically positive toxic positively what toxically positive (laughs) view of life um that might be that might be why we resist shadow work because we'd rather think everything is a fairy tale which i honestly think it is but fairy tales also have pretty scary stuff they have like trolls and villains and i don't know I'm expanding on all of this just because I feel like the more we say, the more we kind of like stay in it, the more we will understand things and um, tap into them. But yeah, being a human is being all of it. So every time I personally accept parts of myself that I'd rather ignore, I feel like I really so much stuck energy and then I can move through and there's just so much expansion and space and like, I just feel like I'm being more honest with myself and at the end of the day like we really only respond we really only have to answer to ourselves and to the universe God so as long as you're being honest with yourself every day sometimes that's like the most that we can do my kundalini yoga teacher um recently said something not recently actually was quite a while ago but she was saying how when we're in the higher chakras we think we're nicer than we actually are And that made all of us laugh in the class. (laughs) We were just like, oh yeah. And honestly, it triggered me a little bit because I was like, "Um, no, like, excuse me. Like, I I am nice. Like, I'm an amazing person. What do you mean? But it really, it stayed with me. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Um, So yeah, it felt perfect to include it in this episode. So I think I said I will also talk about astrology because that came up or did I, did I say that in the first few times that I recorded this? Honestly, who knows? But yeah, when writing the plan for this, like astrology kept on coming up for me. Um, and suddenly I remembered that I have a book on Pluto. And Pluto in astrology is the underworld. So where Pluto falls in your chart is where your shadows might be. Pluto is, is like, the reason I'm saying it is because it's a good place to start. Like you can look at your birth chart and see where Pluto falls. But Pluto actually spends 11 to 30 years in a single sign. It's basically like a generational sign, it's called. So you're going to have the same Pluto placement as like everyone in your generation. So it's a good place to start. But you not only look at the sign, it's also good to look at the house because that's going to be a bit more personal. Um, And then if you do have a professional astrology reading... You can also ask about the different aspects that Pluto is making with other planets to have more of an insight on how your shadows might be showing up. So when I remembered about this book on Pluto, um, I flicked through it for some inspiration and there it doesn't like the book doesn't talk about shadow work per se, but it did have some stuff that I think go really well with a lot of what I'm reading about. So a lot of what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to read one of it. The human unconscious is capable of holding difficult material outside of conscious awareness until such a time as the psyche 
is sufficiently mature for that material to be integrated. I feel like that was a mouthful. I'll write it down in the comments. But essentially it's saying that as we grow and mature and discover new things, things that were hidden, oops, things that were hidden will naturally come up and make themselves known so that they can be integrated. The reason I wanted to read this out is because, well, this episode barely scratches the surface of the depths of the psyche and the depths of the darkness that can be shadow work. But essentially, we don't have to be, we don't have to go looking for shadow work. When it's time, things will just present itself, themselves to us. We can, in the meantime, just be aware and like question parts of ourselves that we might ignore. But when something really needs to show itself, when the time is right, it will. So as much as I was kind of like at the beginning, you know, it's not all love and light. We need to balance it with the dark stuff. We also don't need to be searching for the dark stuff if we really don't feel called. Um, and that's why sometimes we go through bad periods in our life. Like dark stuff just suddenly need to show us out, to show themselves to us. And we're suddenly living in the shadow. It's not like you know, right now, like, oh, I'm having such a great life, let me just journal on some shadow work, it's like, oh, wait, my whole life is the shadow right now, so if this episode was interesting to you, if you do find these things stimulating, then, you know, go off, all the best in your shadow work, I really hope it brings you more acceptance of yourself, more integration, and more just, like, realness, like, the real nitty-gritty yuckiness of life, which is honestly sometimes the best stuff, but equally, if you don't feel called to shadow work and nothing arises for you naturally, maybe you just don't need to do any right now. And maybe, you know, you can just let yourself be as you are. So, yeah, that's most of what I wanted to say, really. Um, I do think that new age kind of very light focused spirituality is a little bit light washed. And I think that's why I just keep on finding myself really drawn to these more feminine, earth-based religions and spirituality. Because, like, every grounded person, whether they believe in spirituality or not, knows that there's lightness and darkness. And everyone who doesn't and who just thinks, like, everything bad always happens for my highest good. Like, yeah, it does. I agree. But we are also allowed to let it suck. And we're also allowed to acknowledge that things can be hard and yeah even if bad things and shadow work is eventually for a good purpose we are also allowed to really let ourselves be in the suckiness and once we do once we fully surrender that's when we can come out and we can really have full genuine realizations that everything is for the highest good and we are indeed lovable just as we are and we are indeed worthy just as we are so yeah I think now this is everything that I wanted to say in this episode. I am planning, I hope, to make an episode two. I really would love to talk more about um, like how we can use astrology and other myths, not other myths, but how we can use astrology and also myths about like Pluto, Hades, Persephone, Inanna, these like ancient myths of going into the underworld so that we can come back out more fully integrated so maybe I will do an episode on that. I have planned some bits and bobs. I I guess I don't know. If it naturally comes, I will. If not, then I won't. Um, but yeah, I will include in the description the blog post that I eventually make for this. And 
It was lovely to have you. Thank you for joining me. As always, if you want to connect, you can find social medias, my website, everything in the description. And other than that, I wish you a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I'll hopefully see you in the next one. Bye.